The following program is underwritten by... Do you have a dog that pulls? The Halty product range by the Company of Animals has something to help stop your dog pulling. From the Halty harness to the Halty OptiFit head collar. Company of Animals. For all your pet's training and behavior needs at www.companyofanimals.us. Celebrating the connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Well, welcome, my friend. Here's the number. It's toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. That reaches out to Dr. Debbie or to Joey Villani or anyone here at the Animal Radio Studios. Toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. Of course, you can also ask your questions from the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's a free download, thanks to those folks over at Doctors Fosters and Smith. And uh, not only can you ask the questions, can you listen to the show whenever you want. Big show today. If you have a service dog or know somebody with a service dog, you're going to want to be listening. We're going to talk. To, we're going to do both sides of the coin today. We're going to talk to a guy who's uh, served the country, two tours in Iraq for us. And uh, he has a service dog, and he was he was given trouble on an airline, a U.S. Airways flight. And uh, we're going to talk to him in just a few minutes about his service dog and the problems that he had. And then we're also going to talk to a flight attendant and find out what her side of the story is, because she deals with a lot of weird animals, even <laughs> pigs. Pigs and the monkeys. Roosters. And- uh, Spuds McKenzie. Yeah. Uh, all kinds of weird animals. We'll talk to her in just a few minutes on the other side of the hour. Uh, if you were with us about, I would say, a month ago, we were talking about the show Eaten Alive on the Discovery Channel. Oh, yeah. And this, oh, I, can't, I can't watch it. Yeah, well, you don't have to worry about that anymore because it's being canceled. In fact, the new Yay. president that just came in on January 1st, uh, new Discovery Channel president, Rich Ross, says, I don't believe you'll see a person being eaten by a snake during my time here. And he's oh, at, he's my new hero. He's, he's uh, my new hero. He, he's canceled the program Eaten Alive. So uh, right. you won't have to worry about that anymore. And that, of course, if you didn't remember, uh, some host for the program was going to feed himself to an anaconda. Is what it, right, and he did. He, he did. did. It didn't get all the oh, way yeah. through. He, he right. Came, he came out the, the same end he went in. Uh, but yes. But it just was kind of weird all around, you know? Yeah, I, I haven't been able to find out the state of the snake after this. I've tried so hard to find out, is the snake okay? Because that, that's who I was worried about was sure. the anaconda. Yeah, me and too. nowhere can I find anything saying the snake is fine or the snake isn't fine. So I guess that's kind of shoved under the rug. But yeah. I'm so glad that show is off because it just promoted the wrong things. It sure yes. is. Hopefully the snake is yep. uh, retired somewhere in Florida right now, just sitting in the Everglades. <laughs> Anyway, let's hit the phones right now. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405 for your calls. Paula, hey Paula, how are you? I'm fine, how are you? Good, where are you calling from today? I'm calling from Crescent City, Florida. How can we help you? I got the whole team here for you. Oh, wow, okay. I didn't know it was going to be on the radio. I mean, uh... How exciting is that? <laughs> yeah, exciting. Um uh, yeah, I have a um, two female cats. One is two years old, and the other is like fifteen, I believe. And the neighbor didn't want their cat, so I'm taking it. And it's probably about twelve or thirteen. Also, it's a male, mm-hmm. and they're all six. But it is constantly. It doesn't really pick on the older one because the older one, you know, will fight. Will stand up to it. But the pixie girl, the two-year-old girl, he is always chasing her outside and beating her up, scratched her eye out. Um, wow. Yeah, so, I mean, he's a very loving cat, 
except for the fact that he doesn't like my little pixie girl, the two-year-old okay. little girl. And so yeah. I take it, all are all the kitties going outside? Um, they all have an indoor, you know, little door they go in and out of, but um, the one mother cat usually uses the litter box in the bathroom. So, so even the kitty that's getting beat up is going outside, and she's still going outside on a regular basis? Well, she kind of goes out when this other cat is in here sleeping during the day. And but she does. There is another. I was thinking about putting another cat box out there for, her, but um, you know, in the other bathroom for mm-hmm. her. But um, she she likes to go outside. But well, I, I think the first thing when we have cats is that anytime we introduce more cat personalities, we have more risk of issues and intercat uh, aggression and that really can happen anything and once we get past two cats um, kind of have smooth sailing up to that point and then we can run some risks and we do tend to find more problems when we have cats with differing personalities so you have a somewhat fearful or timid cat and then you have a more outgoing um, say aggressive cat and this is where you know males and females can get along fine and they tend to get along fine if they have similar personalities it's when we have cats from different backgrounds and personalities that they'll tend to have squabbles and some of it may be you know we have a complicated situation here because when you have cats that go outside you have no control over their environment in their world there are some things you can do outdoors such as putting even litter pans outside um, so that when your female, um, the the cat that's getting beaten up, um, when she goes outside, she has other resources as well. But really, to be all honest, it, it can be a very losing situation when we have outdoor cats that are permitted to keep having access in and out to try to control this because um, we can have a couple things going on. And cats, I guess we should back up why you cats fight. Um, sometimes it may be something like they're fighting over resources. Uh, you've mentioned litter pans, food bowls, sometimes human attention, but it can even be just territory. So this other cat was a neighbor cat, um, may have had a territory outside that that cat feels like he has to defend and um, to, to scare off other cats that might be encroaching upon that. The other thing is there's also anxieties. So your timid cat, sometimes cats that are nervous, they can actually give off signals that can start a fight. And it sounds like we don't want to blame the victim here, but sometimes they can actually become fearful. They may hiss, they may kind of crouch down, and that will set off um, a more aggressive cat to respond uh, appropriately. And so in those situations, it really it's important to get an adequate behavioral assessment for what's going on in your household. Um, but sometimes in these situations, I, I, the first thing I would do is take control of that outdoor situation. I would get these kitties and try to keep them indoors or to control who's indoors and out at at any given time. And uh, that may be accomplished by the kind of magnetic cat collars that you can fit with the cat door. Um, The other thing I would do is put a bell and collar on your aggressor cat. And that can at least give the the more timid cat a little bit of time to kind of get away um, or to change a traffic plan, you know, just to say, I'm not going to go that way if the other cat's over there. Um, And that may kind of help 
help prevent an interaction that, you, that she doesn't want to have happen. And um, this is where y- you will probably need to work with a veterinarian or a behaviorist um, because a lot of times these kitties, I do feel they benefit from medications. And it kind of depends on what we're, what the goal is. Um, the aggressive kitty, sometimes I will use things like kitty Prozac. Um, but sometimes the fearful cat, and I mentioned how that, they can trigger those um, responses from the aggressor cat, sometimes we'll actually give them medicine to make them less fearful and in that way hopefully not cueing the other cat to attack them. So, you know, this is something, you know, you, you may not be able to deal with this on your own and you're going to need to get some um, professional support with this. And, and that would be a great way to help these guys out um, as long as with, uh, you know, other things that we always talk about like, uh, you know, introducing them indoors doors, feeding on opposing sides of doors just to make sure those kitties learn that being near the other cat that normally beats me up, it actually can be a good thing. And I'm going to get food every time I'm around that cat. Um, and then just bumping up those resources, cat trees, perching sites. Um, one other thing I will often do is if the cats are up for it, if you can convert them from outdoor cats to get, making an indoor enclosure, kind of like a cat patio, that's a great way to allow them to still kind of get the feel of the outdoors and going out there, um, but keeps them certainly safe from not only predators, but from kind of the territorial disputes that you seem to be having here. And you got to look out for your kitties first and foremost, because, yeah. you know, they deserve, you know, they've been uh, top billing there for a long time. So we do want to make sure that we... Do, everything we can to make them happy and you know sometimes just use adding some natural things like pheromone diffusers into the house um, I'll often use some other type of natural supplements that contain um, L-theanine which is kind of a calming extract that we get out of green tea um, so that can help kind of all the kitties in the household just kind of m- kind of maintain a happier calm as you're trying to get through this And um, but I do think you're probably going to need a little bit more help and so if you, I would call upon your uh, local veterinarian or um, a a cat behaviorist. Um, they are becoming more popular across the country. So um, my best wishes to you there, Paula, and uh, give little Pixie a kiss for me. Uh, I'm rooting for her. <laughs> Thank you. I will do that. I'll ask my, my veterinarian and what they say. Well, thank you for your call, Paula. We appreciate it. It's toll-free, 1-866-405-8405 to reach out to any one of the Dream Team today. Uh, don't forget, if you have a Yorkshire Terrier or a Shih Tzu or a Pug or a Mini Schnauzer, our very own Dr. Debbie has a Kindle book called How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend specifically for these breeds. You can head on over to Amazon.com and look for the Kindle book there, or there's a link directly from AnimalRadio.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Times are different than they were when GEICO started saving people money over 75 years ago. Everybody takes photos of their food nowadays. You can bet none of us kids would snap pictures of mom's tuna casserole surprise. To this day, we don't know what the surprise was, nor do we want to. We didn't always have tasty food. But we always had great car insurance with GEICO. GEICO, saving people money on car insurance for over 75 years. In one week, our car broke down and our roof started to leak. We really needed money for repairs. I needed a bigger apartment. But with my credit card payments and other bills, I couldn't afford the security deposit. When over 100,000 people needed money last year, they turned to Avant Credit. 
Avant Credit was great. They relieved a lot of financial stress. I was approved for a personal loan. The next day, I had $4,000 in my account. Avant Credit can get you the personal loan you need fast. It's simple to apply, and checking your rate with Avant Credit has no effect on your FICO score. Right now, Avant Credit will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first installment is made on time. To check your rates risk-free and get this special offer, go to AvantOffer.com today and enter promo code 8822 at checkout. That's www.avantoffer.com, promo code 8822. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. Loans are made by WebBank, a Utah industrial bank, equal housing lender, and by affiliates of Avant Credit Corporation. California loans offered by Avant Credit will be made under financial lenders license number 603K124. Funds are generally deposited by ACH for delivery next business day of approved by 5 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday. Dreaming about a home makeover? It's easy to transform your home with deals on hardwood floors from Lumber Liquidators. Don't spend $5.99 a square foot this week at three-quartering solid Brazilian Coa for an unheard of $2.99. Or go from dingy carpet to stylish hardwood in a weekend with easy to install five inch click hardwood this week it's only 219 plus deals on bamboo laminate and more from 49 cents and get special financing get started on your dream home today visit lumberliquidators.com to find a store near you hey folks this is jackson galaxy you're listening to animal radio please do everyone a favor stay or neuter your animals today you're listening to animal radio call the dream team now at 1-866-405-8405 why you say the bat phone maybe it's like the dog phone or we should have should be an animal phone i guess the bat's an animal phone let's go to the bat phone one eight six six phone the cat phone there you go hi the who's cat this phone i like that hi this is valerie hey valerie how are you doing i'm good how are you good where are you calling from today i'm in oxnard california the nard of the ox lovely ventura yep. so what's going on well i have a two and a half year old little boy and i'm thinking about getting him his first pet Aww. i'm not sure what to get him Oh, so you have a, a new baby. Bird. He likes cows. He likes horses. So I just I don't know what to get him. Okay. Well, what what kind of pet experience have you had as a uh, adult? I've had a cat and dog, fish, rabbit, birds. Okay, good. So you have a good, well-rounded background. So that's the, the, the biggest thing. And I think it's great to get kids into or get pets into households with children. Um, they learn so much about responsibility, respect for um, animal life. It's it's a really wonderful thing. And I wish I would have had pets when I was that young. I actually didn't have pets until I got much older, believe it or not. But uh-huh. now the challenge is with, Valerie, with your son, he, he's a bit young for a lot of responsibility, handling, um, safe handling, and also even some increased risk for zoonotic diseases, so diseases we can get from animals. So with kind of all that in mind, it does kind of whittle down some of our suggestions. And I actually, for kids that age, I would start with something as simple as fish, um, uh-huh. goldfish. Um, um, particularly some of the fancy varieties can be really cool for kids to watch. I, I as a kid, actually trained my goldfish um, to follow my finger. And it was, you know, it was a great um, first pet for me. So I would say that would definitely be one of the the best things. Um, okay. Otherwise, you can get into, um, you can also get into something like hermit crabs, which um, have a rel- relatively, you know, uh, simple upbringing. Don't, um, they, don't they have pinchers on them? They do, but it's, you know, when you compare that 
when you compare that to, say, you know, a rat's teeth or a cat's oh. claws, the damage sustained is very minimal. Okay. Um, and, you know, a lot of this is kind of watching and learning. So we don't, I wouldn't say a two and a half year old child should be putting their hands in the cage with a hermit crab. But, um, you know, but that would be one to kind of grow up with and to watch and to learn about how we feed them and changing the water and all of that. So those would be some good things. But, uh, maybe it, as we get a little bit older, um, I actually, one of my favorite starter pets that are furry is actually guinea pigs. And guinea the reason pigs, I okay. love these guys is guinea pigs have, you know, great little personalities. They rarely bite. Um, they usually like to be handled. Um, you know, they do require their cleanup and the care. So that would fall upon mom. <laughs> That's why I asked what yeah. kind of pets you've had. Um, but they really are one of the best rodents that I like to start into. Um, really, in some of my, my guidelines for kids and pets, I, under five years of age, I don't like introducing any reptiles into the home. And that's really because oh, right of the risk now. of um, you know, bacterial diseases like salmonella. Um, yeah. And so that's a really big thing of staying away from reptiles and amphibians until the kids are you know older and or you know some kids may be more responsible under that age. But um, yeah. it really is the dependent on the kid. Um, well, maybe and, but, we'll stick with uh, with the fish, and he can get some fish by his third birthday. Yeah, yeah. And then what I also do recommend is, as much as it may be fun to put the pets in the room with kids um, of that mm-hmm. age, um, I would make sure you do have it in a different area just so um, you don't have accidents. Um, you make sure you're supervising hand washing after kind of... Yeah. Handling in the area, all that kind of stuff. And then always making sure, um, a lot of things we, this is something I never thought of before I was a, an adult is when you clean your pets bowls, uh, food items, cages, you don't want to use any kind of sinks that are used for human food prep. Uh-huh. Or bathroom areas. So preferably things like laundry room sinks would probably be the better thing. um, Uh Because you'd have to disinfect any of those sinks that you would use, you know, to bathe your kid or anything like that. So, yeah. Well, that's great. Hopefully your little one will grow up with um, some interesting little creatures and uh, it could spur a lot of great things. Yeah, well, we'll definitely keep that in mind. We're still thinking about it. So maybe we'll start off with a little fish or two. That's the way I started with the kid when I when I was a kid. was My first animal was a fish. Then I moved on to a, a rat, I believe, after that. Wow. Yeah. A little uh, Seymour <laughs> with the big Seymour guards. Seymour the rat. Yes. Oh, <laughs> they all do, all those boys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's uh, head back to the phones. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405 for your calls. Uh, this week over at our Facebook page for Wacky Wednesday. Of course, you'll upload your Wacky Wednesday pictures and the ones with the most likes. Pick up this week from... We have two great products from Marshall Pet Products Ooh. today. The first, this is kind of neat. It's a tick releaser and a mail-in test kit. Huh? So what you do, it's a tick releaser spray. You spray it on and then the tick is supposed to be released. Then have you ever you heard get, of that, Dr. Debbie? Well, then... Unless it's just a pesticide. I'm not sure what that is. That's I don't weird. know. And then what you do is there's a test kit for you to submit the tick to be tested for any kind of disease. So you can mail in the tick to see if there's any kind of disease on it wow. that, that was on your pet. I have never heard of that before. That is so cool. Tick releaser and spray with the mail-in test kit. Then the next item is pill paste 
with both bacon flavor and there's another one with peanut butter flavor. Now, pill paste, I use pill pockets when I peel my animals. Is that like the same thing but yeah, different? Yeah, the thing is, yeah, Hal. <laughs> well, the thing is with the pill pockets is they're one size, so I end up having to make my own. Oh, and kind yeah. of This is pill paste, so you can start off and make whatever size Much you need cleverer. from the very beginning. Much better. And then put your, yeah, so you'll get the tick releaser with the mail-in test kit. You'll get pill paste, two different flavors, bacon, and then the other is peanut butter, all right. from Marshall Pet Products. I think that tick releaser is awesome. That's the first time I've ever heard about it. You know, in this industry, you hear, like, uh, there's a million different supplements, and there's a million different shampoos, <laughs> but you never hear something like this. I'm going to have to check into this and see what this is all about. Yeah. If you want to pick up on this special package from Marshall, all you have to do is upload your wacky pet pictures on our Facebook page this Wednesday, and the one with the most likes will pick up this package, uh, so you want to share it and all that. If you don't have any wacky pet pictures, you can head on over there and vote for some of the wacky pet pictures. Always a fun time at our Facebook page. I'm going to go back to the phones? Okay. Good morning, Animal Radio. Hey, how you doing today? Good. How you doing? So far, so good, but it's still early. Uh, <laughs> who is this? Uh, this is Bill. Hey, Bill. I've talked to, I've talked to you guys before. Um, well, i got a little story here. My wife and I were dog groomers um, before I became a truck driver, and she still grooms dogs at an animal hospital down there in Florida. Uh-huh. But um, we had this one customer who had a, a Shizu, and he had his dog uh, neutered. Him and his wife, had, or girlfriend, had the dog neutered. Uh-huh. Well, they felt that the dog was rather embarrassed about this. Sure, sure. So, well, they had us leave a tuft of hair back there where his testicles were, <laughs> and, and they had it, and each time they had it groomed, they didn't want to touch it. They wanted to get bigger and bigger. <laughs> oh, just to, just to cover God. up that area there. Well, you know they have what they call nudicles. Have you ever heard of nudicles, Bill? Yes, I have. I have. It, uh, implants. Yeah. yeah, testicular <laughs> implants, fake, fake <laughs> implants, uh, for uh, those that might be a little, uh, you know, well, conscious about yeah, that. Yeah, I like the hair yeah. thing. Let's not go do surgery. I like the hair. <laughs> Nobody. Yeah, that, that's too much surgery. That, that's too much. That would be worse than uh, um, declawing a cat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I guess that's another solution if you're one of those people that uh, doesn't want to get your animal neutered simply because. They won't look macho anymore. They won't have those things dangling there. Yeah, yeah you can oh, cover it up with hair. I kind of think it was an owner problem instead of a dog problem. It, it, it usually <laughs> is. Yeah. Usually is. The dogs aren't too concerned about that. So your wife works at a veterinarian in Florida. What city? Um, Bradenton. Bradenton, okay. We have uh, affiliate WSRQ there. Actually added a brand new FM station there. So uh, hopefully she'll listen uh, while she's at work. Um, well, uh, I think they're way too busy on Saturday. Plus, they close at noon on Saturday. So, Well, it's just a suggestion. You know, I'm well, just trying to help be, you out, man. It would be great if they could, but like I said, on Saturday, they leave at noon. They want to get out of there. <laughs> okay. Bill, thank you so much for your call today. Thank you very much. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. You know canine caviar for their great human-grade ingredients in your dog's food. We now continue that tradition and excellent pet nutrition with seven single-serving cat food trays. We love our cats and dogs, and that's why we're featuring all human-grade tuna, salmon, and chicken proteins with other hand-chosen ingredients to promote proper nutrition. They're in environmentally friendly, recyclable, BPA-free plastic trays. Look for canine and feline caviar products at your local pet supply store or online. For more information, call 800-392-789. Hi, I'm Junior, Director of Marketing for Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for us dogs. I have the best job in the world. 
sniffing out hotels and destinations where they roll out the red carpet for canines and humans alike. To find out where I've been lately and to learn how you can travel like me, pick up a copy of Fido Friendly magazine at your local bookstore or subscribe online at FidoFriendly.com to find out what all the barking's about. Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, the world is your office with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business with all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com. The Entrepreneur's Phone System. America was built by people with a few dollars and a dream. And while many don't know it, there's one path to success that still only requires a dream and about $10. That's right. If your dream is to start or grow your business, something as simple as the right business card could make all the difference. And today, at Vistaprint.com, you can get 500 full-color business cards for only $9.99. That's right. Only $9.99. Just go to Vistaprint.com and enter promo code 2020 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com. Promo code 2020. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. And I'm Tammy Trujillo. We've been having more and more stories about the fees that landlords charge people who move in with pets. Now an unpaid pet fee has resulted in a disabled Army veteran and his service dog being evicted from a mobile home in Bandera, Texas. David Palasek served for seven years, including tours in Iraq and Afghanistan with the Army and the National Guard. Now he refused to pay the pet fee, citing Section 504 of the Fair Housing Act. It says service animals are not pets, so they're not subject to a pet fee. Palasek suffers from a traumatic brain injury as well as damage to his neck, spine, knee, and shoulder, suffered in a Humvee accident and an IED attack. He's also a cancer survivor. He says his Red Healer mixed service dog checkers helps him get through each day. When he was evicted from his mobile home last month, that pet fee had ballooned up to $2,500. The matter is now being fought out in court. And Palasek says he's fighting it because if something like this happened to him, well, it's probably happening to other people as well. Okay, no matter how hyper your dog is, you would never, ever give it an alcoholic drink to keep it chill, would you? Well, you might have been doing that if you used the product Good Dog made by Pet Organics. It claims to be a homeopathic way to calm down unruly dogs with all natural ingredients. Turns out that among those natural ingredients is 13% alcohol. That's about the same amount that there is in wine. A check with the Pet Poison Helpline states that even a small amount of alcohol can be toxic for cats and dogs. Petco says that Good Dog is supposed to be diluted in water and that if you do what you're supposed to do as directed, it will not have a negative effect. And that in the 10 years the product's been sold at Petco, there have been no reports of deaths or illness or any problems. Still, there is a petition circulating right now on the internet to urge Petco to stop selling the product. One veterinarian says it brings up a much bigger problem, and that is the fact that homeopathic drugs for pets are not regulated. And this story is no joke. You're going to think it is. I thought it was too, but it's true. Somebody actually thought of this product, actually got it produced, and is actually selling it. It is called Rear Gear. It's made by a company up in Portland, Oregon, and it's basically a tag that hangs on your dog's or cat's tail to cover up their rear. The company's slogan is, No More Mr. Brown Eye. And its advertising says that the tag, with that tag, you can pretend your dog is not a living, pooping animal. 
It also claims to help boost your pet's confidence. The $6 tags come with a variety of pictures on them, including cupcakes, disco balls, and biohazard symbols. Now, my question here is who gets to clean them off after the pet poops? Doesn't seem like they thought about that aspect. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned, with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order, with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. Did you pay for child care last year? Did your mom move just down the street and say, I'll watch the kids while you're at work? And you were like, great. But then she said, let's discuss rates. And you found out the exact price of grandma's love. Plus overtime and holidays. No matter what you went through last year, answering questions like, did you pay for child care, is much simpler. Intuit TurboTax. It's amazing what you're capable of. No way! Hey, I'm Eric from Sam Adams, here to get craft beer drinkers' reaction as they secretly taste Sam Adams' Boston Lager. It's got a good body. It's got a great taste. It's very smooth. I, I like that. You think you've had this beer before? No. This is Sam Adams' Boston Lager. Sam Adams! Like, <laughs> I was going to yes. say Sam Adams. That's easy to drink. It's tasty. It's a very flavorful, drinkable beer. Smooth, but it does have flavor. I love a Boston Lager. What this test did is it put Sam Adams back on the map for me. Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass, in Wisconsin. I'm a mid-century architectural wonder, a house made entirely of glass. So you can imagine my fright when giant pieces of hail started falling from the sky. Did I mention I'm made entirely of glass? Everyone was running here, running there, trying to get out of the house, but what am I to do? I am the house. Your house can't protect itself. That's why the GEICO Insurance Agency helps make it easy to switch and save on homeowner's insurance. You could save even more when you combine your homeowners with an existing auto insurance policy. Call GEICO, go to GEICO.com, or visit your local office. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's Animal Radio, toll free, 1-866-405-8405. Listen up, if you have a dog that pulls or you know someone that has a dog that pulls, Turn them on to the Halty Training Lead by the Company of Animals. Uh, they give you eight versatile functions all in one lead. Think about that. And, you know, if you provide front control by steering your dog like a horse, mm-hmm. that will end that pooling problem. Ah, that's the answer. That is the answer. And you can find a Halty Range retailer near you at www.companyofanimals.us. Love those guys. This uh, this is an interesting interview we got coming up next. We have a, uh, a U.S. Marine who served... Two tours in Iraq. Eric Callie is joining us. How are you doing? Pretty good. How are you? Very good. First, let me thank you so much for serving our country. Uh, thank you very much. First of all, you suffer from P- PTSD, is that correct? Yes, that's correct. How does that manifest itself? What happens with that for you? Well, I mean, with, with isolation, alcohol abuse, I mean, uh, there's a lot of variations, you know, flashbacks, PTSD. I mean, it's not curable. It's only manageable. You have to manage it before it manages you. Mm. 
And so over the last, you know, eight, nine years, you know, since my first tour in 03 for the Invasion, uh, and then my second tour in 04 and 05, I've kind of learned how to cope, but what's really helped is service dogs. Service dogs do a, a huge wonder uh, for our veterans with post-traumatic stress, traumatic brain injury, uh, all different types of disabilities, whether it be amputations or, uh, you know, mobility functions. I mean, there's all different types of uh, service dogs, just depending on uh, what kind of disabilities you have. Tell us about your service dog. Um, son, I mean, she's a godsend. Uh, I mean, I had, I had Liberty, which was before uh, I had Son. Um, and she was a red Doberman, and, uh, I mean, she pretty much was with me from the time I got out until uh, when she died this January. Uh, it turned out she had cancerous nodes on her liver, mm. and so I had to end up putting her down. And no place uh, throughout the nation uh, could give me another service dog within a year. So uh, Miss Bassett and Miss uh, Straffin, uh, both two great ladies, got together and, they called over a hundred places, and finally, Guardian Angels Medical Service Dogs answered the call, and and uh, from there on, they created Liberty's Legacy uh, here in Michigan to bring service dogs from Florida to Michigan uh, through fundraising and whatnot, and uh, to help our troops that are coming home because we have eleven thousand a year that come back into Michigan, and a third of them will have post-traumatic stress or some variation of it. Wow! And so now, Son and I. Um, you know, we go down to Florida and, and what happened was, you know, we were in U.S. Airways and when we got to the front desk, uh, the lady couldn't give me an adequate space, uh, for my service dog. And I said, well, you know, uh, that's all right. You know, she said that they would fix it at the gate. And I had an hour before I, you know, got on the plane. Anyway, I get to the, you know, the desk and I asked the, the, the guy who was supposed to be boarding our plane if he could change my seats around uh, because there wasn't adequate space in the seat that they provided for her son. And uh, he told me no, uh, that he couldn't do it. If they couldn't do it at the front desk, he couldn't do it there. And I said, sir, you know, to the ADA regulations, you do have to provide adequate space for my service dog and I. And uh, he said he didn't care about ADA regulations and that that didn't matter. Um, and if I wanted to talk to his manager, to go ahead and talk to his manager. Mm. And I said, well, okay, you know, well, can you call your manager? And he says, no, I'm not going to call my manager. His name's Phil, and if, if you want to talk to my manager, you can go over to that uh, plane that's boarding and ask those ladies to call him for you. I said, <laughs> okay, so this plane is boarding, and now I have to stop this plane from, you know, one of the ladies to get a manager called because this guy is standing there by himself and just refuses to do anything to, you know, provide space or, you know, I mean, just totally disrespectful. Um, and, and then, and part of me thinks it's because I have wounds that maybe he can't see, you know, yep, invisible stress. wounds. Uh huh. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, you know, so he probably looked at me like, you know, who cares? And, uh, nonetheless, they, the manager came, uh, he provided space. And during that time frame, the stewardess, uh, from the plane that I was on came out and, you know, I'm sitting there and I can overhear the guy who just got reprimanded after the manager got me the extra seat. Uh, and he's telling them about it. And so we board the plane and the wheels, you know, we start flying up and son, she's relatively new to being a service dog, you know, since June. And so flying, she's only had about eight or nine flights at this point in time. She's kind of gets, still gets scared and, you know, will, uh, when the wheels go up and the shaking, the vibrations, mm-hmm. their hearing is, you know, a hundred times ours. So they can hear the engine and this and that. And so she got a little spooked and there was an open chair next to me and I didn't know that, uh, 
you know, dogs can't sit on the chair next to you. And, you know, son got right in there, and, and uh, you know, we were sitting there, and me and the guy next to it, and the two stewardess that were in second class walked right by, petted, like, almost, they asked if they could pet the dog, and I was like, sure, you know, she's, I, I use her a little bit differently than other service dogs, because I kind of help other veterans with her showing what a uh, service dog can do. And, uh, you know, and then all of a sudden, the, the guy who was the first class stewardess come running back and started yelling at son and I about how the dog can't be on the seat and, uh, it, you know, how it was illegal. And I pulled out my, my deal because I didn't know, and I said, it says they're allowed any place an uh, adult human being is allowed to be because uh, they're considered the same. So to me, I didn't think it would be that much difference on a chair. But I still put her on the floor. He continued to uh, berate me about the dog being there, and I simply asked him, I said, you know, my dog's on the floor. Why are you still yelling at me? And he said, you don't tell me what to do. And I said, well, can you please go up there because I don't have any care to talk to you anymore. You don't tell me what to do. And so he finally goes back up there. And then when we started descending, you know, she got a little scared and she put her paws up on my lap. He come running back again yelling at me. <laughs> at this point in time, passengers started saying stuff. And uh, the guy mm-hmm. next to me or behind me was a veteran as well, uh, an Iraq veteran. And uh, he was on his way down uh, on a trip. <clears throat> And he said, he's not on the seat, he's on his lap with two paws. I mean, what's the big deal? We're landing, we're going to be out this plane soon, go up there. And he proceeded to threaten us with the police waiting outside the door, or outside the plane when we landed. And uh, finally, when we got off the plane, by the time I got off, it was the first time I've ever had uh, people, just random strangers, stick up for me. About 10 10 to 15 passengers were standing in the line as I got off waiting to complain about how it was treated on the airline. But the ending notation of this whole thing is, is that they're not adequately being trained on, on what they can and cannot do. So over three-quarters of a million veterans will be getting out and pushed into mainstream society with hardly any transitional help. Now, the United States will tell you 22 to 26 veterans commit suicide a day. But what they don't tell you is the other uh, part of that statistic. It is only seven states in active duty that that number comes from. There's 44, wow. there's 40 some states not even in that number of 22 to 26 a day. But that's a statistic that nobody wants you to hear. But every 55 minutes of veteran commits suicide here in the United States. We're, we're running out of time here. Can you tell me, have you heard from USA Airways? Yes, I did. And it was just saying they apologized for the way I was treated and the way I was berated and that uh, they, they made sure to take care of it. But my thing is, is how do I know they took care of it? How does Joe Public know that people were reprimanded or that they're actually going to look at what's going on so they put provisions in place so this doesn't happen because the number of veterans will be going up. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show today and telling us your story. In just a couple of minutes, Amazing. we're going to talk to a flight attendant from, um, she won't say what airline she's no, from. She's It's an anonymous airline. And she's going to tell us uh, from her side of the story what uh, what she sees when service dogs come on the airplanes. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405 to reach out to the Dream Team right now. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. It's Animal Radio. We're celebrating your connection with your pets toll-free. 1-866-405-8405. On the other end of that phone there, Judy is screening your calls as she is right now, in fact. 
Dr. Debbie's answering your vet medical questions. Joey Villani with your grooming questions. Oh, and I want to welcome WZEU, a brand new station to the uh, Animal Radio affiliate list. Uh, Wikiwachi, cool. Florida. Wikiwachi, Florida, which is, I guess, That's the... That's a cool name. It is. Wikiwachi. Yeah. The Brooksville market there at uh, 102.9 WZEU. So, welcome, guys. Give us a call. Say hello. one 405 8405 Also, if you want to ask your questions... You can do it through the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's a free download, and uh, you can ask your questions right from the app as well as listen to the show whenever you want. Tammy, what are you working on in the old newsroom there? Well, have you ever thought of a potential product, and then it comes out on the market, and you kind of hit yourself in the head and say, oh, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> yep. And we've all done that, right? Yep. Okay, well, I've got a product, brand new product on the market that I guarantee you won't say that about. Oh, I'm going to have to stick around for that. I, that's a real tease there. <laughs> Yep. This is an amazing product, seriously. And I, I don't think you're going to rush out and buy one, but you're going to be wondering about it probably for the next three or four or five years. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's on the way with Tammy Trujillo in just a few minutes. Joey Volani, what are you working on? What's your tip this week? Well, I'm going to answer a question from a listener about bathing their dog and how bathing their dog sometimes makes the knots a little bit harder to get out. Let's hit the phones right now for your calls. Toll free, one 405 8405 Hi, John. Hello. Hi there. This is Dr. Debbie. How y'all doing? Super. What's going on with you today? I have a Schnauzer dog that goes outside and loves to eat grass and then comes back in the house a couple hours later and throws up. How do I keep my dog from eating grass? Keep him inside. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) No, it's just a simple, easy answer. But, uh, you know, it's it's a great mystery. Dogs do love to eat grass, and often it will cause them to vomit. So the question is, do dogs do that because they feel sick and they want to vomit, or do they just love to chew grass? And there's really, nobody really knows. Um, so the, the bottom line answer is, if that's a, if something that becomes a problem, then we want to limit his access to that. So I, I, I'm sorry I was joking in that, but that, that is definitely one way we can do that. Now, the other thing would be is to look at potential causes. If we're looking for a medical reason, we would want to look at some different aspects. And first thing I would do is um, look at how often you're feeding, um, because sometimes if we're doing just once a day feeding, we can change that to twice a day, and the pet may feel more satisfied. Um, We can add in things like chew bones when he's in the home, things to occupy, give him that kind of chewing outlet. Um, And then also, I'll look at doing things like checking a stool sample and doing a prophylactic deworming. Um, Very important because we may not know that a pet has worms, but they may have some low-grade stomach upset. Um, So deworming and testing for worms is really one of the first things I would do to kind of screen a dog that's doing this. But we might even consider just a diet change, switching him over to a different variety of food um, that might agree with him a bit differently and uh, might favor his system in a better way. So kind of experimenting and cookbooking with that in some other way. Now, did you say he was having any other problems of any sort? No, he just just loves to eat grass. You know, like the best. (laughs) I guess he could have been a cow, you know, I don't know. I I was going to say part nanny goat. Animal Radio's Hero People is underwritten by Zuterin, a non-surgical alternative to dog castration. One injection provides a safe, permanent, and virtually painless alternative to surgical castration. Learn more at www.zuterin.com. That's Z-E-U-T-E-R-I-N.com.
can see this week's hero on Nat Geo, Saturday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern and Pacific, in a program called Bandit Patrol. We welcome to the airwaves Kristen Allen. She's a wildlife rehabilitator. Hi, Kristen. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Very good. So set the scene. Are there birds all around you right now? Um, actually, I am at Western Kentucky Raptor Center where um, I'm. it's my feeding day, and I'm getting ready to feed all those beautiful birds of prey that we take care of. Oh, wow. What kind of birds do you have over there? Um, we have uh, turkey vulture, lots of barred owls right now. We've had several barred owls that came in that were hit by cars. Um, we've got great horned owl, red-tailed hawks, a couple screech owls. Um, we're getting, we're pumped up because we've got two, um, great horned owls that are getting ready for release that came in with, um, wing injuries or, um, one came in with West Nile virus and we're getting re- ready to release them within the next week or so. So that's always the highlight of our, our life is when we get to release those beautiful birds back into the wild again. Oh, I bet. So how did a girl like you get tangled up in all of this wildlife rehabilitation stuff? Well, you know, I've loved animals since I was a young child, and it seemed like before I was a wildlife rehabilitator, all animals found me. I always say that, you know, God <laughs> knows who's going to take care of them, so they always they always come to me. And um, three years ago, I, well, actually, this is my fourth year in, as a wildlife rehabilitator. I started rehabilitating wildlife and um, went through the class, got my license, and then I only did mammals at that point, and then I rescued a red-tailed hawk from the side of the road that was hit by a car. Um, we wanted to save his life. We started volunteering at Western Kentucky Raptor Center here in Owensboro, Kentucky, and that's when my son was so touched by these birds of prey, and Orville was going to have to be euthanized uh, because he had a non-releasable injury. He had a broken wing. We the pin had to stay in the wing, and so he wanted to become a raptor educator. He put in over 300 hours to become a raptor educator, and um, a few months ago, he got to take Orville into his care, and, and Orville is his bird now. It was um, it was quite an emotional time in our life because we had um, we had done so much to um, get to that point. And you've passed the compassionate message right on to your children. I love it. Yes, yes. So I guess a cat and dog just wouldn't have done for you. You had to you had to deal with the birds. Is this something that you've been doing all your life, or is this something that just has happened all of a sudden? Well, you know, it, it's funny that you say that because it all started out with cats and dogs. Twenty seven years ago, I called my my husband and I have been married for twenty seven years. Twenty seven years ago, um, I called my husband crying because we lived in an apartment, and they the landlord said if somebody doesn't take this ki- this kitten that was outside this stray that we were going that she was going to take it to the pound. I called him at work crying, and he came home with the green litter box that I'll never forget. That's when it <laughs> that's when it all started, and he knew then that he was he was he was trapped into the whole thing. Um, we have plenty of domesticated animals, uh, but uh, the wild animals, um, you know, people don't understand that you can save them. There are a lot of dog and cat rescues out there and that are fabulous, and, and all of our, our domesticated animals have been rescued um, from these types of things, but people don't understand if there's orphaned or injured wildlife, that there are people out there that can help these animals and that want to, and um, that's when we started. I mean, we, we got into it, and we are just like, oh, my gosh, there is such a need for this, and people don't know. People don't know that if an owl runs into your car, you don't have to leave it there on the side of the road to die. There are people who will take care of this animal. There are vets who take care of them, and um, and hopefully we get those birds right back out in the wild again. Well, how does somebody find out where the, the local place is to take an injured animal? So let's say you hit a bird. How do I find out, okay, where do I go? 
Well, everybody has a smartphone now, it seems like, or, you know, the majority of the world does. Yeah. Um, you look online, you just type in wildlife rehabilitator in your, um, in the state that you live in, and, um, it usually takes you straight to either different wildlife centers or, um, like in, like since I live in Kentucky, Kentucky Fish and Wildlife has a list of wildlife rehabilitators that um, by county. And so if there's no one in your county, you call a county nearby. Um, you know, we go to several surrounding counties um, to pick up these birds or, or these mammals. Um, we have traveled, I've traveled two hours to pick up a bird of prey before that's been injured because you just basically do what you have to do. Sure. Do you care for these animals in your home? We do care for them in our home. Um, it's it's a little unconventional, um, but, you know, birds and, and mammals that need um, constant care, like if you, for instance, if you have a baby raccoon that's a neonate, which means its eyes are still closed, um, that animal has to be kept at a consistent temperature. Um, it can't, can't, it cannot thermoregulate. So um, you have to make sure it stays warm, but not too warm. It has to be fed every two to three hours around the clock. Um, so yeah, they're they're right there with us. And um, if we're, if birds of prey are critical, um, we usually triage those and then take them to the local raptor center, Western Kentucky Raptor Center, and then we volunteer there. And um, you know, we we see out the rest of the rehabilitation, but only when they're critical do do the birds stay, you know, in in our home. Um, but the mammals are there until they go in outdoor enclosures, and they we have a property about seven minutes away from our house, so we put them in outdoor enclosures and get them ready for the release back into the wild. You obviously have a lot of training with the needs and the care of the wildlife. But what kind of animals do you not advise the public to get involved with handling or to try to take care of that you would want them to call you? Well, um, actually, it is illegal to have any wild animal in your care without a license. So, um, but we're not saying if you see a squirrel on the ground, we'll leave it lay there in the freezing cold until somebody can come get it. The rule of thumb is, is if it has a mouth, it can bite. And um, so, um, just like I tell everyone, I have a mouth, I could bite if I wanted to. I choose not to, but um, put in any situation, you know, wild animals are scared when you get a hold of them, and they, they will bite you. So um, you get them in the hands of a wildlife rehabilitator. Um, but basically, when you call a wildlife rehabilitator, they tell you, you know, make the animal warm. They tell you basic triage care to give it until they can get there to pick up that animal. Um, you know, birds of prey, a lot of times people will leave them out and just keep an eye on them until that we can come chase them down because even a hawk with a rit, with a broken wing, um, it's going to run from you and it's going to go at your talons up. You're doing great That's work. That's great. Yeah, thank you so much. A big hug from all of us. A collective hug, right? If you were in the studio, you'd be getting a big bear hug. From all of us. For oh, that's, so, that's, that's awesome. Thank you so much. People want to learn more. There's a website for the uh, National Geographic website, which actually talks about Bandit Patrol. And I'm going to put a link over at AnimalRadio.com so people can find that. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Celebrating the connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. This hour, if you have a service dog, you're going to want to listen up. We're going to talk to a flight attendant that deals with service dogs on the on the airplane all the time. Sometimes service pigs and sometimes service monkeys. 
details on service the monkeys huh? service monkeys <laughs> apparently that's what she did she says she deals with a lot of really wacky animals i have not personally spoken to her but i can tell she's going to be very charismatic she's probably going to be a yapper and she's going to have a lot of fun stories and she's this hour on animal radio now last hour we talked to a soldier uh marine a u.s marine who did two tours in Iraq, and he came back and unfortunately suffers from PTSD, which one-third of our soldiers suffer from. I'm surprised it's not more. So this hour, we're going to have the other side of the coin with the flight attendant. Uh, let's take your calls first. Toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. For Dr. Debbie, we have Billy on the phone. Hi, Billy. Hi. How are Hi, you? How are you? I'm good. How are you today? Good. What's going on? Thanks for taking my call. I'm calling regarding two uh, little teacup chihuahuas that I adopted back in June. Uh, they got all the vaccinations, and I noticed now they have a spot on uh, each of their hind legs, exact same spot, and it's bald with no hair. Oh, okay. Um, and I'm really concerned. My vet says it looks like it's a reaction from the vaccination. I don't believe they've had any shots. They were in pretty poor condition, and um, I just What's the reassurance? Hoping that, you know, is this common or will the hair grow back? Are they going to turn completely bald or? Yeah. Yeah. And Billy, I would have to tell you, I, I don't often say this, but being from Vegas, you know, I will say I will bet my money on this. Okay. <laughs> that- that I will agree with your veterinarian that what you're describing certainly sounds like a localized vaccine reaction, and it's for a couple mm-hmm. reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, the, when we give vaccinations in dogs, the protocol for most veterinary offices is we keep track of where those are given, and we try to give mm-hmm. them in a standardized location. Mm-hmm. And the right rear leg is kind of the unofficial location of where we give the rabies vaccination. Mm-hmm. And um, I do find that some of the short hair dogs, uh, so mm-hmm. chihuahuas being one of those, um, sometimes mm-hmm. pit bulls, um, min pins, things like that, um, they sometimes have um, a more notable vaccine reaction in this area. And maybe it's because their hair is really thin and we notice it and they're not a real furry dog. Right. Um, but it, it is a what we term a localized vaccine reaction. And it's usually doesn't appear necessarily right away after a vaccine. It can happen weeks. Yeah. I've even seen it months later. So some dogs will have a little lump right at the site where the injection's given, and that's not unusual. That's pretty typical. And what happens right. after any vaccine is the body forms an immune reaction to it, and that's normal. But mm. there are some pets where there's they just go awry, and something either in the vaccine or within their own body just doesn't sit well with it. And they'll mm-hmm. develop um, sometimes a little redness, hair loss, mm-hmm. and then eventually it's just kind of smooth, and there's just... It looks quiet. There's nothing going on there. Right. Exactly. So, That's exactly how it looks. And they do uh-huh. have, um, like I said, there's a little spar tissue. She can fill it underneath the skin. Yeah. Yeah. And, so... It, yeah. it is just cosmetic at this point. So it really is nothing at this point that um, is going to pose a risk to them. But um, okay. So the hair is not going to grow back. And uh, I have had an occasional client that asks me to do a little what we call a scar revision um, if they're bothered by the aesthetics of it. And we can just mm-hmm. you know treat it like a tumor and remove that area of skin. But really, it's not necessary. So, oh, okay. Okay, so, yeah. I just wanted to make sure they weren't going to go completely bald. <laughs> no, no. You know, but I will... they seem happy. You know, their activity is the same. It's just, you know, one, right away, I noticed, you know, thin uh, hair. The hair was very thin. And then a month or so later, the other dog, that's when I really was concerned. I thought maybe they have uh, ringworm something. Mm-hmm. And they've had tests, blood work, skin scrapings, everything. 
Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, you know, just to be certain that it's not mice or some, something else. Exactly. And there are sometimes, I I do feel that we see this sometimes um, between a dog and maybe particular vaccines, different brands of vaccines, we might see it more often. Mm -hmm. Um, And and over the almost 20 years I've been practicing, I wouldn't say in the past Mm -hmm. years, um, I saw more of this than I do now. And we've kind of modified what companies and what brands we use. And and I'm very comfortable where we're at right now. But um, if we knew what vaccine they had and what brand or manufacturer, we might try to avoid that because mm-hmm. it would be the potential that this could happen again. Right. Um, so just keep that in mind. And it might be well worth it if your veterinarian offers you different options, either a recombinant vaccine, vaccine mm-hmm. which is kind of a, um, a little bit more advanced type vaccine, um, mm-hmm. or some other types that, uh, you know, it might be a better choice for your baby so this doesn't happen. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Thank you. I feel okay. so much better. Well, good. And give those babies a good pat on the head for us. I will. Thank you so much. 1-866-405-8405, toll-free to the Dream Team. Uh, Dr. Debbie's books, check them out. If you have a Yorkshire Terrier, a Shih Tzu, a Pug, or a Mini Schnauzer, this is the official owner's manual. As I've just declared it, the official owner's manual. How to be your dog's best friend. Links over at the Animal Radio website. Are we going to line seven? Yes. Okay. And we have Bill there. Hey, Bill, how are you doing? Hey, pretty good. Uh, got a question for you. I have a... Uh... 12-pound little, like, a morky mixed dog. Uh, and uh, about uh, last Sunday, not this Sunday, uh, this just passed, but uh, yesterday, but the week before that, uh, I noticed it started uh, throwing up uh, white, uh, foamy substance with a little bit of yellow in there. And it looks like, a, for instance, like a bubble bath. You make a bubble bath and uh, bubbles and stuff, uh, or soap, uh, just a bunch of foamy uh, material. And there's no food in there at all, just that... Uh, Bubbles white and there's a little bit of yellow and uh, the dog hasn't changed. Uh, it's still uh, eating good and it's uh, got plenty of energy. Uh, the only thing, uh, about four times on different days, I noticed that uh, I see uh, some of that white uh, foamy stuff uh, I caught it. Uh, so uh, I'm not sure if it uh, needs to go to the vet for sure or it's got some kind of a, just a stomach issue. Uh, maybe you can help me out on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, was having a little trouble hearing. How long has the vomiting been going? That's more than one day, right? Yeah, it's about a week, four times I've noticed uh, since last Sunday, not this Sunday, but yesterday, but the week before that. I started doing it uh, like every two days or whatever uh, mm-hmm. I'd noticed that. But just a foamy substance and then uh, no food coming out of there, just yellowish a little bit, but mainly white and uh, with a little tint of yellow and uh, uh, nothing's okay. changed. I think uh, I'm not 100% sure, but the dog uh, may have eaten some bird food, uh, you know, those bird food that you can buy that's all glued together. It's like, it looks like a bell. It's for birds, and they uh, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. stick on it, and they eat it. Uh, I found some of that in the house. It uh, fell off the uh, line, and uh, they drug it into the house, and they may have eaten that, but I'm not 100% sure if they did if he did or not. You know what I mean? Okay. And is the doggy eaten, um, eaten regularly now, or do you have a good appetite? Yes, Everything's the same. Uh, it, it's got plenty of energy. Uh, you can't tell the difference. Uh, <clears throat> nothing else has changed that I noticed. It's uh, eating good and they're running around and playing and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, just the uh, foam issue. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a common issue sometimes, or what do you guys think? Well, I definitely think anytime we have vomiting that's occurring over a, a more lengthy period of time. Now, if you were just to say this vomiting happened once, one day, yeah. maybe the next, and it was over, you know, I might be more apt to dismiss it if everything else yeah. was going well and we're eating, we're running around, and the poops are normal. But, you know, over a week's period of time, if we still have 
kind of chronic intermittent vomiting, I, yeah, I, th- I think we need to take a look at it. And okay. there certainly are possibilities from anything from parasites to foreign bodies to, you know, infections, you name it. And, and it does, you know, have me a little concerned about some of those, uh, you know, those bird seed things that are kind of glued together and all of that. Because, yeah. you know, yeah. that can act like a mass effect. Um, just like, you know, even like a nub of a rawhide bone or even like a, an yeah. edible bone, they can still cause um, digestive upset. So, yeah, I think it's a good idea to see the veterinarian. Yeah, I'll definitely go to the vet this afternoon. But have you ever seen that just the white, the uh, foamy, bubbly stuff before like that uh, in your experience? Yeah, the I mean, the white foam, definitely that can be just a... a kind of a combination of saliva, mucus, and then uh-huh. the yellow tends to kind of fall more in line with gastric acids, bile, yeah. that kind of thing. So if uh-huh. we've got a combination of those things, yeah, it doesn't necessarily narrow it down. Yeah. For me, yeah. what what does really become important is it, you've done a great job of describing that, and that is important as we think of things that could be or could not be. Yeah. So if uh-huh. I hear yellow, then I think, you know, that's really coming from the digestive tract, because there are dogs that will cough or gag up foam and that's actually can come from their respiratory tract so it is important to really describe that and and also to describe whether or not the pet is actively heaving and dry heaving before they bring up the stuff or if they just kind of go and comes right out of their mouth Uh so yeah okay sounds good uh thanks for your help i appreciate it okay take care of yourself 1-866-405-8405 it's toll free to the dream team here at animal radio you're listening to animal radio Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Animal Radio's Hero People is underwritten by Zuterin, the only FDA-approved non-surgical method for sterilization of male dogs. Zuterin offers an alternative to neutering male dogs, thus helping reduce the pet overpopulation problem. One injection provides a safe, permanent, and virtually painless alternative to surgical castration. Zuterin, a permanent and cost-effective alternative to neutering male dogs. Learn more at www.zuterin.com. That's Z-E-U-T-E-R-I-N.com. If you have a dog that pulls, like I do, come here, Max, and let me put on the halty harness. The Halty Harness will help your dog stop pulling by providing front body control. Check out the Halty range by the Company of Animals. It includes the Halty Training Lead, Halty Head Collar, Halty Training Harness, and the OptiFit Head Collar, which comes with a DVD training guide. To find a Halty range retailer near you, visit www.companyofanimals.us. It will change your life. Good boy, Max. You know canine caviar for their great human-grade ingredients in your dog's food. We now continue that tradition and excellent pet nutrition with seven single-serving cat food trays. We love our cats and dogs, and that's why we're featuring all human-grade tuna, salmon, and chicken proteins with other hand-chosen ingredients to promote proper nutrition. They're in environmentally friendly, recyclable, BPA-free plastic trays. Look for canine and feline caviar products at your local pet supply store or online. For more information, call 800-392-789. Dreaming about a home makeover? It's easy to transform your home with deals on hardwood floors from Lumber Liquidators. Don't spend $5.99 a square foot this week at three-quarter inch solid Brazilian co-op for an unheard of $2.99. Or go from dingy carpet to stylish hardwood in a weekend with easy-to-install five-inch click hardwood. This week, it's only $2.19. Plus, deals on bamboo, laminate, and more from $0.49. And get special financing. Get started on your dream home today. Visit LumberLiquidators.com to find a store near you. Hey, this is Josh DeMel on Animal Radio. Please adopt a pet. 
You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. It's Animal Radio. We're celebrating our connection with your pets and your service animals. And if you have a service animal, well, today's the show for you. Last hour, we talked to Eric Kelly, a former U.S. Marine who served two tours in Iraq, and he suffers from PTSD, and he was denied service, well, almost denied service on U.S. airways. And nonetheless, they were pretty rude to him. Uh, this hour, we're going to be talking to a flight attendant. She deals with the other side of the uh, coin. She has to deal with all the service animals. Some say they're service animals. Some may not even be service animals. And what exactly is a service animal? Can a little chihuahua be a service animal? That's kind of what we're going to oh, yeah. be talking about this hour. Uh, toll-free 1-866-405-8405 if you want to chime in. Miss Tammy Trujillo, what are you working on over there in the newsroom? Well, every January in Las Vegas, there's a show called the Consumer Electronics Show. And it's where everybody comes and previews all their high-tech gadgetry. Well, more and more, we're starting to see a lot of pet products among the high-tech gadgetry, and I'm going to tell you about a couple of the cool ones. Okay, I cannot wait. GPS was the big one last year. I I wonder what there is this year. Uh, (laughs) You'll be surprised. Okay, I can't wait. I'm going to stick around for that, Tammy. Let's uh, hit the phones right right now for your calls, toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. Hi, Linda. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you very much. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from uh, Pinehurst in North Carolina. Mm, okay. Is that coastal? Uh, no, it's not coastal. It's um, a bit further inland, about two hours. It's, there's a lot of golf around here. Is, that, is that your Pinehurst North Carolina golf. accent, too? Uh, no. <laughs> no, I haven't picked that up yet. No. <laughs> you are on with Dr. Debbie. Wonderful. Um, well, I wonder if you can help me, Dr. Debbie, with my little spaniel mix, Sophie. She's six years old, and she has, like, an obsessive uh, compulsive disorder that seems to be getting worse. It's a behavior where it's, it's very hard to describe, but she'll sit down on anything soft, and then she'll move her paw, fold her paw over, one of her paws over and move it from left to right, left to right, as if she's smoothing over the surface and she'll move her head one side to the other. And sometimes she does it, she, it becomes more rapid and um, it's just very strange to watch and we have to cut, try to call her, or, you know, to get her attention out of it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes she'll just stare into, uh, stare at, a spot like on the coffee table leg she'll just stare at <laughs> stare at things it's like she goes into a trance almost okay and when she hears your voice does that stop the behavior uh, it takes a little while it takes a few minutes rather than just snapping her out of it i find mostly if, if i kind of stroke her and say sophie you don't have to do that you don't have to do that she'll stop and then she'll just put her head down but she'll do it on any uh, soft surface any rug or any throw, or on on and and in her bed as well. And, okay. Um, now, and does she do any kind of drooling? Um, is there any? No. What's her anxious state? Is she alert? Is she quiet and calm? Very. She's quiet. It's just the the rapid movement that she's doing with her head and and her paw, her foot. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I guess it's possible we could be dealing with something of an obsessive compulsive disorder. The only thing with that is that we tend to see an, um, a state of anxiety or a heightened arousal. Um, from what you're describing, I'm actually a little bit concerned that this could be a form of a seizure disorder. And in in dogs, a lot of people are really familiar with the grand mal seizure and what that looks like. Um, and in dogs, they'll fall over, kick, paddle. They may lose control of their bodily functions. But we can see other degrees of seizure disorders where they can either have what we call petite mal seizures or focal seizures. Mm. And that can affect just isolated parts of the body. Um, and in some pets, a uh, petite mal seizure can be something as simple as steering off into space and kind of yeah. being out of it for a short period of time. Um, the only thing that doesn't quite fit with that is, you know, the, the soft, uh, you know, environment trigger. Um, so that's a little bit curious, but I would certainly want to get Sophie um, checked out and probably get some lab work done just to rule out for some of the more common causes of seizure disorders. Seizure disorder, um, yeah. Oh, I and, had and a Sophie that had petite mole seizure or epilepsy, and it, this is this is kind of different to that in that she and does the, both the, the soft surfaces and, and it comes and yeah. goes. And she doesn't seem to be in any pain, but just mentally. <laughs> yeah, if she's not fully mentally with it. Now, and that's that's one of the big differences, and it may be hard. This might be something, a good idea to uh, videotape an exposure or an episode of this. Because a lot of times, as the veterinarian, we can't see things. And I've had right. people bring in videotapes of behavioral problems or seizure disorders, and it can really help in making an accurate diagnosis. So I would, you know, pull out the old uh, iPhone or the uh, videotape um, uh, player and and do that because that really may help um, in deciding. If we're leaning more towards a behavioral problem, we talk about behavioral meds, you know, maybe some anti-anxiety things. But, boy, I'd say first and foremost, I'd want to make sure we're not missing something with a seizure-type problem. So, yeah, I'd check that out. Got it checked up. And I love the name, Sophie. It's so sweet. I imagine a sweet, uh, sweet little cuddly gal. Very, very cuddly. She's 20 pounds, very brown, very sweet face. I think she's crossed with Papillon. Not sure, but she's just very sweet. <laughs> oh. Well, thank you so much for calling. I appreciate it. This is thank Dr. Debbie with life. Animal Radio, one 405 Hi, Doris. How are you? Hi. Okay. Where are you calling from today? I'm calling from Reading, Pennsylvania. Well, what's going on? How can we help you? Oh, my cat. She's three years old. Her name is Oreo. And she's not going to the bathroom. Not peeing or not pooping? Pooping. And she threw up twice. Once it was only a little bit. Next time it was a little bit more. And she's eating, but she's not eating a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And she drinks, drinks, but not a whole lot either. And how long has it been since she's not been pooping? Oh, I guess it's about three weeks. Holy crap. I'm sorry, but that is not normal. No, no. And <laughs> three weeks without pooping? Have, yeah. People have said to okay. me, give her, give her mineral oil, give her cod liver oil. She's been going in the litter box to try and go, but she just, it, she just can't go. Okay, Doris, there are few times on Animal Radio that I can sit here and say something, but you need to see a veterinarian with your cat. And you need to see them now. Uh The reason is that it is absolutely not normal at all for a cat to not poop for three weeks. Uh 
anything really beyond three to four days with no bowel product, bowel movement is abnormal. And the problem becomes that when a dog or a cat doesn't poop for the longer periods of time, the, the colon is a very effective organ. Mm-hmm. And part of its yeah. job is to eliminate waste, but it's also okay. to resorb fluid. Yeah. So the longer we don't poop, the drier the stools get. Mm-hmm. And this will be compounded if a pet is not doing well systemically and they're not drinking much, they become more dehydrated. So you yeah. get a horrible, horrible scenario where we are dehydrated internally as well as in the colon. And mm-hmm. it's like having rocks in your colon. Yeah. So, um, and there is a, a specific syndrome in cats called megacolon. Mm-hmm. And it happens in which basically the colon just gets overly filled with stool gets really dried out, things don't move through, and they can suffer a bowel rupture um, from that. Um, not to mention, the longer that goes on, the harder it is to correct and to ensure that we don't have relapses down the road. So that's why I can say, you need to get that kitty to a vet. There's nothing I am going to recommend that you're going to be able to do to help your cat at this point. It's too far gone now. When we do have cats that are mildly constipated, there are some things, um, such as Miralax over the counter, I will recommend. Uh-huh. But if your if your cat's already three weeks, that is it's going to be wasting time and risking her life if we try something like that. And you did yeah. mention one thing. Mm-hmm. You mentioned mineral oil, which if I can encourage our listeners to not administer mineral oil as a constipation remedy. The reason is, is because it's a liquid and they can, dogs and cats, can aspirate that and get that in their lungs and it can cause a fatal pneumonitis. Mm-hmm. I will call, I will call, and I will get her there. At Stella and Chewy's, they're dedicated to the simple proposition that pets should be healthy and happy. Their commitment to quality starts with their ingredients. Every Stella and Chewy's product is made with raw, naturally raised meat, poultry, or fish, sourced from USDA-inspected facilities without added hormones or antibiotics. Unlike commercial pet food, which is one of the most highly processed products on the planet, with much of its nutritional value cooked away, Stella and Chewy's dog and cat food is nutritious and delicious. Learn more at StellaandChewy's.com. In one week, our car broke down and our roof started to leak. We really needed money for repairs. I needed a bigger apartment, but with my credit card payments and other bills, I couldn't afford the security deposit. When over 100,000 people needed money last year, they turned to Avant Credit. Avant Credit was great. They relieved a lot of financial stress. I was approved for a personal loan. The next day, I had $4,000 in my account. Avant Credit can get you the personal loan you need fast. It's simple to apply, and checking your rate with Avant Credit has no effect on your FICO score. Right now, Avant Credit will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first installment is made on time. To check your rates risk-free and get this special offer, go to AvantOffer.com today and enter promo code 8822 at checkout. That's www.avantoffer.com, promo code 8822. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. Loans are made by WebBank, a Utah industrial bank, equal housing and by affiliates of Avant Credit Corporation. California loans offered by Avant Credit will be made under financial lenders license number 603K124. Funds are generally deposited via ACH for delivery next business day if approved by 5 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday. Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, the world is your office with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business with all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. 
This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Here's an update on stores no longer selling jerky cat and dog treats made in China. Petco, of course, promised to remove all the treats from China from its shelves and on its website by the end of 2014 and kept that promise. Costco removed those treats from all of its stores back in July, and many smaller pet stores have already done the same. So now, here's the question. Treats from China have been linked to the deaths of at least 1,000 dogs in the U.S. So why weren't the chicken, duck, or sweet potato jerky treats banned or recalled? Well, therein lies the mystery. Since the first problem surfaced in 2007, the FDA has tested them time and time again, even had the factories in China checked, and they can't find anything in the products that could cause any health problems. Now, even though the treats are not being readily sold anymore, the FDA says it is still going to work to try to figure things out. The Consumer Electronics Show just wrapped up in Las Vegas a few weeks ago, and while all kinds of companies showed off their products aimed at health and entertainment and such, some pretty interesting pet-related items were unveiled as well. Among them is the Fit Bark. This is a little device hangs on your dog's collar and monitors how much your dog plays, runs, pretty much gives you a rundown of your dog's day so you can see if he or she is getting enough exercise. There's also the Go Fetch dog harness. It has a special place to mount one of those little GoPro cameras so you can shoot video from your dog's vantage point. And we didn't want to leave the cats out here. For the high-tech feline, there's Cat Fishing 2. This is an app that lets your cat finally get some work done on your tablet. You know how much they love screens and tablets, right? The app's maker says bare glass screens on most tablets and iPhones smartphones should hold up to your cat's claws with no problem but those plastic screen protectors probably will be history i'm tammy trujillo get more breaking animal news anytime at animalradio.com this has been an animal radio news update brought to you by doctors foster and smith pet supplies visit fosterandsmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100 percent satisfaction guaranteed Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned, with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order, with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. America was built by people with a few dollars and a dream. And while many don't know it, there's one path to success that still only requires a dream and about $10. That's right. If your dream is to start or grow your business, something as simple as the right business card could make all the difference. And today, at Vistaprint.com, you can get 500 full-color business cards for only $9.99. That's right. Only $9.99. Just go to Vistaprint.com and enter promo code 2020 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 2020. Did you pay for childcare last year? Did your mom move just down the street and say, I'll watch the kids while you're at work? And you were like, great. But then she said, let's discuss rates. And you found out the exact price of grandma's love. Plus overtime and holidays. No matter what you went through last year, answering questions like, did you pay for childcare is much simpler. Intuit TurboTax. It's amazing what you're capable of.
Hi, I'm Jimmy Van Patten, and I'm here to talk to you about our solution-oriented treats for cats and dogs. Natural Balance Pet Foods offers several nutritious treat formulas with tasty solutions for pets. Our treats feature unique ingredients like venison, duck, and salmon, accented with cranberries and pumpkin, and offer grain-free options. At Natural Balance, our philosophy is to provide pets and their owners the food for a lifetime. Natural Balance treats truly treat them right. For more information, visit Natural Balance Inc. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's Animal Radio. And we are celebrating our connection with your pets and your service animals today at 1-866-405-8405. And, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting. There's been a kind of a, you know, there's no registry for service animals. There's no official, like, uh, docket. Licensing or, yeah. Accreditation. Yeah, it is a problem. Uh, Oftentimes, you deal with, uh, well, like on an airplane, you deal with pets that don't even seem to be service animals. They may be uh, behaving badly, not like a service animal. And they just slap a service vest on them. But the fact of the matter is, is the DA... Oh, boy, I really wish I was... D-A-D-A? D-A-D, right? D-A-D. Disabled American... A-D-A. American Disabilities Act. A-D-A. I'm sorry there. I'm a little dyslexic. (laughs) If the airline turns these animals away, or anybody, it could be a hotel, it could be a restaurant, turns these animals away, and they are indeed a service dog, the institution may be up for a $10,000 fine. And today we have the very charismatic, and I haven't even spoken to her yet, (laughs) but I know she is. Heather Poole, and she's written a book. She's a flight attendant, or was a flight attendant, and she has dealt with her share of service animals, I'm sure. Heather, welcome to the show. Hi, and I am a flight attendant. You are a flight, current flight attendant. Yes, it's been like 19 years, and the, <laughs> the New York-LA route is out of control with the service animals. I don't even say our service animals, the emotional support animals. How do you determine if an animal really is a service animal? Well, I don't determine that at all. All I get is a, I get paperwork that tells me how many service animals, and now emotional support animals go under service animals, are on the airplane. And so what happens a lot of times, people, you know, you don't have to pay a fee to bring on a service animal. So there's another reason why people want to get their pets claimed as service animals. Because they do need... They do need to prove that their animal is a service animal. Like you mentioned, it's not hard to prove. And and I don't. And I always want to start with you said it's a very touchy subject, and it is. And I don't want to say anything wrong. And I just want to make clear that I love animals, and I would prefer an airplane full of animals to passengers <laughs> because they don't complain, and they're usually very very sweet. But the thing is, is that it's 160 people on board, and you're just trying to make everyone happy, which is absolutely impossible. Here I am on a 737, and. I can't even fit all the first-class coats in the closet, and I'm having to, like, throw my body against them all to get them in. And then here comes a walker and two wedding gowns and, you know, and then the lady who had the pig, and, you know. And then, you and like I said, I, like, I, I had a boxer on – I don't know that he was a boxer. He looked like a, he could have had a boxing career. He was very – very muscular, very um, big guy. A, a human boxer, not a dog. Yeah, we were okay. confused there for a second. Although I did have a boxer in a tutu, but no, this was the guy who was big. <laughs> he came on board with his emotional support kitty, and I thought it was really cute. But the lady next to him was allergic. She didn't tell me until we were already in the air, and everybody had spread out, and there was no seats to move her to, and the seatbelt sign was on, and that's when she told me she wasn't going to sit down. You know, people hate kids. 
and they and 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 they hate and everybody's got a problem. Sure, and no, you, you know what? I for, first of all, here, here's a big old hug right now. We <laughs> we love flight attendants, and you're doing a great job. And we're certainly not here to to rip into any flight attendants whatsoever. I admire what you do because I could not do it. There is no way I could serve people with a smile in such a small confined space and all of those issues. Oh, angry people, too. angry people, no less. Yes. No one comes to you and says, "Hey, I'm having a great time." They're always coming to you when there's a problem. Uh, but you've had some uh, interesting. Uh, service animals. You've had a pig, is that correct? A service pig? Well, I didn't have the pig. I wrote an article about service animals for Mashable.com. It was like, have service ad- have emotional support animals gone too far? And that was in response to the pig. But I've only had very, like, large service animals, but for whatever reason, they worked. it worked out. So we got lucky. And I always thought, man, we got lucky. When I see it, like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? 175-pound I don't even know what that dog is, but it looks, I mean, and I don't know if you know this, but a mini horse can be a, a service animal. Sure, sure. And like, if I don't have room for the coats that are supposed to go in the closet, where am I putting a horse, you know? So like, my point was like, you know, if you know you need one of these animals, and I have no problem with any, I want people who need them to have them. But maybe get an animal that's cut out for travel, like something's kind of small, not a barnyard pig, or, you know, like a friend of mine's had a rooster, and I guess it's a popular, it's, it, Flies frequently. I've had two flights since you've had the rooster on, huh? and then somebody was telling me about a duck, and the duck got yeah. loose, and it ran up to first class, and it bit a passenger. Well, there's a lawsuit, <laughs> you know. And then you were talking about the service animals who just get, you know, they're not really trained service animals or maybe the emotional support animals. I had one on the other day that was growling and barking every time a flight attendant walked by. You know, it's Ooh. like, come on. I mean, we all have to be in this tube, flying tube together. We all have to make it work. And I feel like these days we're all in this me, me, me world. It's all about me and my issues and my problems. I I mean, no joke. I had a guy bring on x-rays to prove to me why he could only sit on an aisle seat in first class. Like, that's what I'm (laughs) dealing with. You You really see it all, don't you? Pig on a plane, I've heard of it. Horse on the plane. I mean, I haven't seen it. I've heard of it. And then I heard of a, co- a peacock, emotional support peacock. I'm going to get one of those. Support guinea pigs. Like, that. can that work? They <laughs> <laughs> fit. <laughs> Let's just make it fit. Let's make it work. The people who really do need these animals, they do need them. Yes, they certainly and it, do. And it, so when we see, like, when I come to a gate and they're like, he's got five wheelchairs and three emotional support dogs. You know, I mean, even I will kind of roll my eyes and go, here we go again. <laughs> You know, and I saw in the newspaper yesterday, Superman, the guy who plays Superman, he had his emotional support dog. And I was like, no, not Superman. I mean, that's like. Oh, I mean, you, you mean you were disillusioned well, to find out that Superman had an emotional support dog? <laughs> I'm joking around about it because, I mean, travel's hard. And I and when I write about it, because that's what I do, I write about it. And, I mean, I'm trying to, like, help everyone see all sides to this because. You know, I feel like I want to just completely make sure it is clear that I love the animals. But, like, at one time I got on a flight in business class, there was a guy, a woman whose dog, I'm not even joking, was as big as her. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the entire cabin had allergies. And it was kind of like the whole situation was an eye roll situation. And we were delaying the flight 20 minutes because no one could sit next to this woman. I don't envy you. (laughs) No, I don't envy you. And I appreciate you taking time to spend with us today and explain your side of the situation there. And I encourage people to check out uh, what's over at hpool.wordpress.com. Is that your blog? Heatherpool.com. Heatherpool.com. That's easier.
Heatherpool.com. Okay, we'll link to that from AnimalRadio.com. Heather, thanks for hanging with us today. Oh, thank you. It was fun. I talked too much. I'm sorry. No, I love it. That's what we do. This is radio. you got to talk a lot. That's that's how we make a living. You're awesome. And in fact, we might do it again here sometime soon. I'd love a copy of your book. Can we get a copy of this? Let's get a copy. Good, yes. Will you go out and buy yeah, one for me today? Get a copy of my book. I'm going to do it today. It's I'll on. tell you what. You'll never fly the same way again. I can guarantee you that. I there's no one who can read my book who won't say that. Links to all of that over at AnimalRadio.com. We're going to head back to the phones right now, toll free. 1-866-405-8405. It all kills me, though. It's, it's how do you have a... Um, and, and you know, I, I know that you're probably going to get tweeted on this. Yeah. But how do you have a service um, rooster or a chicken? Come on now. I could. I know dog, a cat. But you know what? If it makes you animal. feel better, it can be an emotional support animal. You know, how about I can't put my bag in the overhead compartment, but you got a chicken running around the, around the plane. Let's please. What were you saying, Doctor Debbie? There. I was just saying, what if what if you're a person that has an allergy to pet hair? Oh, so yes. So, therefore, a bird might be, you know, a good substitute. Plus, oh, please, now. Now, now, oh, now, see, now. now, you just, you just want to make it difficult for me here, you know. No. Hey, man, you're a bird, man. You should understand no, this. No, I know. And I, and I got, and I got asthma because of my, from, from my bird. But, um, I just, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's just, when I want to travel, I want to leave the bird at home. So I ain't taking him with me. Oh, that's Come crazy. On, I would take Nikki anywhere with me. If I could pay for the two seats next to me, I would rather have her sitting next to me than some of those big people. Yeah, what if you could get those seats for free? <laughs> Huh? What if you could get those seats for free by saying it to his, you know, perhaps these are your emotional service dogs. But do you get those seats for free? Yes, you do. That's what I, but do you take out other seats that a paying customer would get? Because you have a large service animal. See, I don't know if they'd let you have them in the seats. I think if if you have a do- large dog, they're supposed to be sit in front of you. Feet. Yeah, it's supposed to sit in front of you. Yeah, I don't so think you're... If, if I have a small horse, okay, yes. and I want to go on a plane, they're going to give me, in front me of you. a row of seats for, for, for free? If you can fit it in front of you, then that, that horse will fly for free. Isn't it like the exit I can't row? fit my knees in front of me in a plane. Yeah. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hey, Dora. How are you doing, yes. Dora? Where are you calling from today? I'm calling from San Francisco right now. Oh, do you listen on KVEC? Yes, we do. Great station. Got to love it. So how can we help you? Well, um, I have a 10-year-old uh, miniature dachshund, and he has been developing moles. And I was just, you know, I've never really thought about worrying about it, but I just thought I'd call and ask as if, if it was anything that I needed to worry about. Okay. Well, describe these to me. What do they look like? Um, just a little round like a chocolate <laughs> almost okay so um these are raised from the skin surface yes they are okay so they kind of like a little um like a little button um or yes, more like a pimple it does look like a little like those little candy candies we used to eat when we were kids okay that's exactly they're what i was thinking those kind you pull off the paper <laughs> yeah <laughs> so. yeah and they're about that size Okay, and these are located where on the body? Are they in the haired areas? Are they along the like the eyelids, the lips? Mostly, mostly in the hair. He's okay. got one on his on his face. He's got one on his hip. One on his one of the legs. Okay, and do and they I ever ooze? Last night, but I forgot. No. <laughs> and he doesn't have any problems with them. I just okay. didn't know, you know, 
I was thinking cancer, and it scared me. Yeah, well, so, anytime I have lumps of, you know, more than one of that kind of description, anything that's pigmented in a skin tumor in dogs, it does really warrant that we do something to figure out um, what our concern should be. The good thing is that many cases, in most cases, of these pigmented raised tumors that occur in the haired areas, in general, they tend to be benign, um, falling into the kind of what we'd call as a mole or a nevus um, or other types of tumors. Um, but it is important because there is the, the tumor called melanoma that is a pigmented Correct. form of skin cancer. My so, husband is a melanoma survivor, so that's why it scared me. Yeah, so what I would certainly suggest, and it's fairly easy to do, um, is especially if these are small, is to do a, a tumor removal on, on at least one of these. Get an idea. Have your veterinarian biopsy and remove that. It may mean a few little stitches, a little local anesthetic, and, and just get that peace of mind. My bet is it's going to be potentially um, a nevus, an epidermal nevus, um, or maybe a benign melanoma. But uh, we do need to find out about that, and that is definitely kind of arming yourself with information. Right. Um, in doing that. And if that seems to be the case, then I would sit back and say, okay, not necessarily a big deal. But um, when we talk about pigmented tumors in dogs, ones that are located along the lips, the um, mucocutaneous junctions along the eyes, lips, but uh, along the toes or the feet um, or in the mouth, those tend to be more likely in the malignant category. So those I do not waste any time with. We move right away to biopsy on those. But in the haired areas... Yeah, so hopefully we're, we'll be in a good situation with your baby's um, case. And we do sometimes see this more in um, darkly uh, pigmented or dark-haired uh, dogs, so um, that wouldn't be he's unusual. Red. Yeah, he's the oh, red. He's a red doxy. Okay. Uh-huh. So, I, yeah, I, I've but, had a lot of dogs, and I just have never had any have moles, so let's <laughs> just... Yeah. I'm and when we say moles, because a lot of times, you know, a lot of people will think of what we call the sebaceous adenomas, or those are kind of like what we call a warty growth. We see those a lot in poodles, bichons, um, Malteses. They're kind of irregular, kind of pinkish, and kind of just a little nodular. Um, some people call those moles as well. It's a little different category, so I don't like to use that to describe those terms. So. Okay, well, I appreciate your advice. Okay, well, good luck, Dora. Hi, this is Dean Koontz on Animal Radio. Please spay and neuter your pet. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Workers at the Meridian Connecticut Humane Society are marveling at a mother cat named Satin who adopted a six-day-old Rottweiler pup who was rejected by his own mother. The puppy nurses right next to a litter of black and gray kittens. The kittens snuggle up to him like he's one of them. Charlie's dog mom was found on the side of the road. She gave birth to two puppies. One was stillborn and she rejected the other. A local vet explained that it wasn't that unusual for cats and dogs to bond in those situations. Rottweilers usually grow to be around 100 pounds, so as Charlie grows, volunteers are hoping that dog owners will volunteer their puppies to be Charlie's playmates. But for now, Charlie's happy to be a kitten, although he hasn't meowed yet. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. This is Animal Radio, baby. Hi, Rena. How are you doing? Hi, how you doing? Good, where are you? I'm in Florida. Where it's sunny oh. and beautiful most all times. Of course, this last season's been kind of cold, huh? Yeah, it's raining. Uh, been raining most of the day here. Okay. Well, how can we help you? Dr. Debbie's right here. 
Okay, uh, Dr. Debbie. I enjoy your laugh, by the way, very much. I enjoy hearing <laughs> Thank you laugh. Thank you. Um, listen, I have three cats, but one in particular, her name is Biscuit, and uh, she's about eight or nine years old. Okay. And she uh, bites her left side quite a bit, and then she can be laying down, and she'll abruptly sit up, and she just sits there, and then she stares a lot. Okay. And I was just wondering... Uh, What's your opinion on what that could be? And is it only the left side that she's kind it's of the left uh, bothering? Side, yes. Okay. By is there her actual hip, by her hip okay. and her leg? And I've looked, you know, at her skin. I've taken her to the vet, and uh, he said he would have to, you know, do X-rays or scrape uh, some skin off, and that was mm-hmm. quite expensive. And I didn't have that done. And I was wondering if you knew what that could be. Well, yeah, I was and wondering if she could be in pain, you know, when she's laying down and she'll just get up and sit up abruptly. Yeah, and, and definitely. That would be, actually, that would be partly my instinct from what you're describing, is that when a kitty just kind of suddenly jumps up, looks like, holy bejesus, somebody bit my tail, and, and reacts, whether or not they move or do anything afterwards, it, that's, that's kind of a, a wake-up where I'd say, you know, she's... Maybe not trying to tell us, but she's feeling something. And there actually, I've seen a lot of kitties with some similar syndromes where it's not always an easy thing where we can peg a diagnosis just off of what what we have so far, but it does give us a, a, an index of suspicion that there is something and that this doesn't sound like it's necessarily a behavioral problem. So I would go looking for things that can cause pain, um, things that can cause any kind of distress, even when we throw in that kind of grooming behavior. If she's excessively grooming in a certain area, um, you know, we would think of skin disease. We can actually think of allergies as well. So uh, allergies, uh, food allergies or food intolerances can cause pets to do some kind of strange behaviors where they're kind of uh, woken up almost, if you will, at times. But um, Talk about that, Dr. Debbie, the uh, food. They've been on a science diet for quite a few years, and, and mm-hmm. I forgot what you said. Like, take them, it takes a month, <clears throat> excuse me, it takes a month, like, uh, change their food slowly, and then did you say something about it takes a month to get uh, to change them to something else? Exactly. Yeah. So when we do a transition on food, we do it over about a week to 10 days. But once you get to a new food, a hypoallergenic diet or some other variety, of some route you're going, it can take a month to two to really see if it makes a difference. Now, I would certainly say, you know, there's, there might be some other medical things I would look at. And, you know, if your veterinarian has talked about doing something like an x-ray, I'm going to back him up on that because I really think getting an x-ray can tell us quite a bit in some particular syndromes that I might look for that might be related to this could be something as simple as arthritis. Um, kitties get arthritis, and eight isn't all that old, but, you know, I have seen cats that have lower back pain, um, arthritis, or even some hip um, arthritis. So that would help us to identify if that was a problem. We can get on the right medication, the right uh, bearing, if you will, if that was an issue. The other thing is I have seen cats that have kidney stones or even bladder stones and that can cause kind of a acute pain uh, where they react to that kind of out of nowhere uh, doesn't always have to be a problem with the litter pan that you see as their first sign of that something is wrong so the x-ray would also help us in that direction so if you had to pick something i'd probably start there but yeah i think we're going to need to do a little bit of some investigation to find out a bit more um 
And, uh, yeah, I, I definitely respect that. You know, she's telling us something. It's just she doesn't have that human voice to back her up there. Right. Speaking of human voices, uh, Debbie, in the last, just in the last three days, there is a cat that cries outside. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of outdoor cats here, unfortunately, mm. and the mine are strictly indoors. And it, uh, it sits and just cries. It comes two or three times a day. And is this, I'm wondering if this mating season, is this mating season? Well, I mean, certainly, depending, if that, if that kitty's not spayed or neutered, then, yeah, he could be looking for a friend. You know, he certainly may be aware uh, by sense, sight, or sound that you have kitties in the home and uh, maybe trying to do a little kitty communication and thinking we can get access into this home. So, yeah, and... and yeah, so it's tough when you've got a lot of feral cats around and you don't necessarily want them to mix. So um, as best as you can to keep the physical barriers between the feral cats so they don't have access to create any disturbances inside the home because we can get indoor cats getting all shaked out of whack um, when it comes to litter box habits if a feral cats kind of come to that front door. Um, so um, I'd be careful with that because we don't want to set off a litter pan uh, uh, riot in the household. <laughs> thank you so much for your call today. We appreciate it. That's all we have time for today. It has just flown by. We thank you so much for joining us. And don't forget, you can ask your questions all week long from the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android, brought to us by Dr. Fosters and Smith. Thanks, guys, for making it a free download. Listen anytime and ask your questions anytime you desire. Uh, let's see. Uh, is that it? Oh, I think that's it. Can we just at least thank Heather Poole? She was awesome. A flight attendant. Uh, more information about her book and uh, her crazy stories flying across the country on the L.A. to New York flight with weird animals. <laughs> uh, more information over at AnimalRadio.com. And Eric Kelly, thank you so much for serving our country and coming on the radio today. And Kristen Allen, a wonderful wildlife rehabilitator, thank you for joining us. We'll catch you next week for more Animal Radio right here. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. This is Animal Radio Network.